Three, two, one. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Irrelevance. I am your host, Lucy Evans, and I'm very excited to kick things off with this episode. So I'm saying hello to my guest. How are you today? I'm very well, thank you. I'm excited. Me too. So let's kick off with the questions, shall we? Yep. Question one, which has a few questions within it. Would you like me to split them up for you? Um, No, I think we can go all in one go. Okay. I've had a couple of coffees. What is your name and age? What do you do for a living? And how do you feel about your job? My name is Georgia Redgrave. I'm 27, but I'm 28 next week, I think. Um, I am a performer. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I'm da- a dance, dancer and a circus performer. I hate saying my job because I feel like I sound like an absolute knob. You don't? Yeah. And then how do I feel about my job? I feel lucky, grateful that I get to, I guess, something that was a great hobby. Like I've made it into a career and I feel lucky that I've been able to do that. Mm -hmm. I do really enjoy it. I guess the in-between periods of like not being in a show or not being in work is difficult and I think that's really challenging but I think the in-between periods are really important to do like ground you a little bit do you think I think so I think it's not sustainable really if you're like in a job I think in a show for years and years and years like you're never going to get that rest and I think the in-between periods even though they're tough like they ground ground you and you figure out really more things about yourself I think or find out what you really like so even though they're rubbish it's necessary I suppose sometimes you have to have the bad to appreciate the good times don't you exactly yeah and it's always I find I think every person in in the industry says this it's like you always think I'm I'm quitting like how many times have I said to you oh I don't want to do this anymore but it's so hard and I haven't got a job and I don't know I'm broke I don't know what I'm doing next and then always something comes along always something yeah something will always come along for you you're very talented and um I'm glad that you've you stuck it out and you've had that kind of determination thank you there's not much left in the tank I've had enough really Babe, we're not yet not 30. bloody so. soon, thank you. One of us. <laughs> a few months. You like to remind me how much older I am. Thank you. Anyway, um, I'm definitely going to be asking guests who I do know how I know them, just so people have that kind of context. So how how do we know each other? Oh, yeah. Um, well, I think it... um, it was in high school and I think it was around year nine yeah so we've known each other for like half our lifetime that's scary yeah that's really scary um (laughs) and I think we I was having a bit of a shit time girls in in the school let's be honest about that and I think we (laughs) started to know each other I think I branched out and tried to make different friends and then me and you somehow got close and uh then you invited yourself around my house didn't you (laughs) I had like a sleepover and then you were like I'll come 
Uh, I remember though, I remember a few people I hadn't really even spoken to, but I was like, oh, let's just get everyone over, shall we? Yeah, house party. Um, and then you just kind of turned up and asked me for a tour. Yeah. I did, yeah. Um, I was a, a fucking weirdo. I think we both were. Politely. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's uh, that's why we could Straight away, yeah. We? One of our yeah. first early memories was like, oh, well, we can't go into people aren't going to get it. We're like the Hello Bush thing. Do you remember we just like pushing each other into bushes? Outside of school. <laughs> Some might call that yeah. flirting. Dodo, yeah. Let's uh, let's not scratch the surface of that one. I don't think. But um, what I will say is, we used to um, we used to create sketches, didn't we? We had our own characters, um, different accents. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> different accents. Do you remember that filing cabinet? We tried to convince a woman in a supply teacher that we were northern. Yeah, she was also northern. And Northern, I don't know if that's an offensive word. I don't know where the border is. Um, But we were, do you know what? We were having a FaceTime call last week and you said Mm. to me, I don't know if we're annoying or if people find us funny. I think it's, I mean, it's Um, funny to a point and then it just dives straight into being annoying. And I'm kind of all right with that because you bring out a side of me that I find funny. (laughs) And you find funny. And likewise. And I find you very funny. And... You know, is it annoying? Probably. Do people want us to shut up? Undeniably. But are we going to? No. No, we're not. We won't be silent. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to be. I'm not going to be stopped. No, I wouldn't want you to be. I'm very lucky to have you um, in my life. Yeah. I do consider you my soulmate. I soul consider mate. you my soulmate as well. And what I love about our relationship is our relationship. At one point, my brother did think we were in a relationship. Do you remember that? Lucy used to put me up in her car. I do. Um, and we'd go around the top of my road and smoke. I remember? And my brother thought that me and you were scissor sisters. <laughs> anyway, rain it in. Rain it in. Um, I love that we can be crying with laughter one second and then the next it's like, I know I can talk to you about anything. <laughs> And anything. I know that there's no judgment and just like, I love that. This is like such contrast, but in like a really lovely way, you know. Um, I don't feel like a pressure to be funny. Because it's just natural. No, I mean, you don't, you don't need, need it. it. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need it. You are so funny. Just to let people who are listening know, Georgia is so funny. Um, yeah, always making me laugh. You're, you're very funny too. And I'm very happy to be here. Should we stop scissoring and get onto the, get onto the sad bit? <laughs> Is it a sad book that we're talking about today? Yeah, yeah. And I was, and you know, because I've even got two here in case I panicked last minute and, uh, decided to change. Um, I couldn't pick a book, could I? I can, I've really struggled to just pick one. But I have. You forced me. I, okay. It's a liberal use of the word force there. Um, but we'll, we'll just go with it, shall we? Okay, so let's move on to question two then. 
What is the book you have selected and when was it published? Uh, the book I've selected is called Drumroll. <laughs> no, no. I'm not doing that because I'm not editing it out. The uh, book I've selected is called A Little Life by Hanya Yanagahara. Yeah. And it was published in 2015. Okay, so I've not heard of this book. So I'm interested to hear the answer to the next question, which is, what is the book about? Oh, what is the book about? I, when I saw this question, I said, it's really not a hard question. But I was like, it's like 800, seven, seven, 800 pages. It's a real beast of a book. So it's not a little life then? No, it's a big old, big old slap in the face. Um... <laughs> The book, I read it in not the first lockdown. I was reading so many books, really. Like, I'd say like two a week. This one obviously took longer. Mm-hmm. And it was one that was recommended to me. And I think it does have a reputation as being quite harrowing and like, it can really affect people. Like I think afterwards people, it's one of those that you're thinking about it for a long time. Um, so I was drawn to it and then I thought, right, okay, let's do it. Yeah, so basically what I've got so far is uh, you knew it was harrowing, so you thought, yep, <laughs> that sold it. <laughs> I liked a challenge, Lucy, and yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm going <laughs> to, I made two bullet points and I'm hoping that that's enough. It's not going to be, but I might just snowball off what I've got. Um, so it follows the lives of four friends who met at university, a very prestigious university in America, and... I think you think that it's going to be about just like following, yeah, following their lives. And they're all, they're, they're, it's Willem, Malcolm, JB and Jude, wrote that down. And I think it's easy to think you're just going to follow them as they grow up, go through adulthood, lives, love lives, marriage, not whatever. Uh, because of the size of the book, it's like, well, there's four of them. Um, it's already the description is quite extensive, so you think that's what it's going to be about. And then as it as it goes on, um, it mainly focuses on one of the the lads, uh, the characters called <laughs> Jude. Okay, I mean, let's do a spoiler alert. You should tell us what happens. This is the thing. Like, I don't know. Yeah. So obviously, I've already described it as harrowing. And also, you don't you don't learn a lot about Jude's past early on in the book. You kind of learn about his job. He's obviously got a problem with his his legs that um, means he can't walk very well and he's in a lot of pain. But there's never um, it's never written out and handed to you exactly what's happened. So I think that's already going on in your head. You learn about the other three characters and again their jobs and like their aspirations. Um, yeah, what they do for a living their way of thinking but it never really focuses on Jude until you learn that he's self-harming and then that's like quite a sudden shock and then it, it goes on um, and goes into his past and his past is like extremely traumatic and his upbringing involves uh, abuse emotional abuse sexual abuse um, he's forced into prostitution at one point and yeah it's a good read but it's um but it's a challenge like there was lots of points where I had to have a break and just and I think this what what I 
I really admire about the um, the writing is I feel like in, in you don't get um, a lot of examples in novels where it's like you're constantly challenged and then you think you're gonna it, oh that bit happened and now it's gonna be fine you know like with this book it's like just it's bad after bad after bad after bad and it really pushes you to a place where it's like this is awful 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 and it keeps happening um and i think that's important and it's something that i hadn't i hadn't felt in a book before is that it was okay you know you can have a bad ending or you can read about really awful things like rape or abuse but with this it was you didn't get any like you'd expect some kind of consolation after you'd expect some kind of like you know typical american yeah, exactly. ending no but no the reality is that's not and right. it's, it's, it's no. funny because it's not set in any particular time and i really thought when i was reading it um it's kind of american dreamies and they'd all it was very privileged like they'd gone to this great university they're obviously really all really intelligent characters like one's a lawyer one's a, a really good looking actor one's an architect and an artist i think um so you're like oh this is going to be a tale of as i said before like their lives and how maybe the, the the most challenging thing they come across is they didn't get lawyer of the month or something you know and you're like oh mm -hmm. um, <laughs> um but as i said as it as it goes on it's um it's about as I've said, the abuse endured by specifically one of the characters, and about how um, how how it's how it's affected him in his mental state. Okay, so it sounds like it's a book that kind of forces you to confront a lot of things at once, um, and like you say, it sounds like it's relentless. Relentless is the word I was trying to search for, trying to search for. Yeah, relentless. It doesn't. Yeah. You know how we remember when we studied um, the Tempest? We always say Caliban is the comic relief. There was no, there was no Caliban. Oh my god! No Caliban, and make sure to get that that character name correct. Um, but yeah. <laughs> no, you're correct. You're correct. Okay. Well, it's never. I think. Again, it's very difficult to write about certain subject matters like sexual abuse, like male rape, or any rape, obviously. But like, I think it's you'd, I think it's more rare to hear it from a male perspective. Absolutely, any kind of um, abuse that is inflicted on men, we don't really tend to hear about. And that's what I love again about this book is it, it, it really draws on like the nuances like there's never kind of it's never like black and white or this is what it was um especially with like the um with men it draws on the gray area so also in the book there's relationships with two of the characters and it's never like they are gay it or it's 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 almost like a friendship that uh the the lines are blurred and they have like absolute love for each other but there's no there's no sexual relationship and it's and it basically removes the labels and i really admired and respected that as well because it really explores like the corners of things and like 
goes deep into just it's it's just it's just not obvious and I like that it doesn't hand things to you on a plate and you have to think a lot and try and understand things. And in eight hundred pages, you know, it really it really goes places. But do you know what I love that you've just said that that um the corners of it are such a nice way to explain it. Um I think we could all benefit from that kind of fluidity, um, f- the way we look at things and um, just trying to look outside the box, I guess. Um, it's something we don't do enough of. It's just, it was just, it's just different, I think. In the books I read before this one, um, I think it definitely encouraged me actually to read more broadly like I look at lots of different topics because I think the books I I was reading was maybe very I don't know just like things that weren't they were challenging for sure but nothing that I was really like as I said this book kind of explored those grey areas and I think now I'm definitely more open to finding something that does a similar thing rather than it being heterosexual relationship uh, or you know everything's very cis very Very cis cis. like very cis indeed um and i genuinely do believe that a little life does influence my picks on books now just because i want do you feel that books have to live up to it no but i think the experience of reading that book is like i and Maybe I'm jumping ahead on your questions, kind of what's next. But I, I, I've never had an after effect like it from reading a book. Like I, I still, to this day, think about specifically Jude and the characters and what they might be doing now or um, how awful Jude's life was. Um, and, yeah, just, just it was all, it was so shocking and real without being like sensationalist like it wasn't it, you just you just literally it's, it sounds so obvious to say but you did feel like you knew the characters and knew like their mannerisms and like idiosyncrasies and what you just knew them so well and so it was obviously I'm not going to ruin what happens but you feel become so attached and so like could I have done something could I have helped or helped him get through certain traumas or helped his partner? You know, that's, that's how I feel about it, uh, which is amazing from the writer. That is amazing. I've never, I've never had mm. that, been affected mm. by a book like that. Never. That sounds yeah, beautiful. It is beautiful. It's really difficult, but really beautiful. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's move on to the Can next we? question then. Um, I think <laughs> I think we might have the answer already. Um, why is the book important to you? It's important because I, as I've already touched on, I guess I'm still thinking about it and it really challenged me um, emotionally. Um, like my capability for... You're just, you're just constantly reading in depth and graphically about abuse and sexual abuse, but not in a way that's... It's not too much. It's like every... 150 pages or so you'll get an an insight into Jude's self-harm and it's not and it's just really real um which again I think is rare 
that sounds um that kind of um are imitating life there because you know when people do go through abuse it's not necessarily every single day um it's always there and there are other things going on um so it's kind of it sounds like it's quite realistic exactly yeah 100% that's that's again why I think it was important is like none of it felt you know you're reading fiction obviously but it was just just how it was made how she's written it is really uh what's the word just it's just realistic basically and it's not shoved down your throat as in like oh here we go self-harming again yeah we know that now he's doing that a lot kind of thing it's obviously never like that it's really it's really shocking like the language he uses is really shocking um and descriptive like you know exactly what he's doing but it's it's as i said it's in it's only certain times of the book and or you'll get a hint because he's in hospital again but it doesn't necessarily say why um but obviously you can connect the dots and assume that it's because his self-harming's got so bad um yeah what was i going to say yeah and then he's is obviously his self-esteem well he's non-existent like he's, he's got no self-confidence because of his upbringing and everything else and i think as well i've written here i just put self-destruction i think not as <laughs> i'm um well self-destruct can be but you know i think that was the thing is that i really understood because you know you make connections with your own life um not that i'm going through that but i just think this when you when you say press the self-destruct button which i definitely have um of just like you just have no care or confidence in yourself and what's going on and so just it's easy to let other people take advantage of you and um and not just not have a care of what happens and i really understood that from when um, Jude was talking about his abuse or he was allowing certain things to happen it was only, was it's because that he thought he deserved it oh, oh, and that's what happens and I think I understood that way of thinking it doesn't sound like he had an easy time with it to be honest um it's um it was yeah it's also stunning like I it's hard to explain it without it being like oh my god but it's also the how it's written is beautiful, and you also really mm-hmm. get a picture of like the environment and and where they live in New York and he travels and everything and like it is also like an amazing book. It's just um, sprinkled with these horrendous times that are important to know about. So, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, it kind of sounds like the 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 author. Um trusts her readers as well to kind of make that you know learn it in that way um it's nice that she's not spoon feeding it to you because it wouldn't be quite so it wouldn't be as effective would it um well to to sum up it sounds like it's an important book to you um but it sounds like just an important book i think so um and i think it is potentially timeless it does also doesn't like give Mm -hmm. you an idea of like when it was set there's no like major political events or 
it was written in in 2015 so i don't know maybe you think it was a few years years ago and it's set in new york but there a few years before that sorry but there's no mention of like twin towers or any major news events which i think helps make it kind of present and one of those that you can read any time and not have mm -hmm. to pinpoint it to a particular year or have you don't have to understand the goings-on outside of these four characters which i really like you know like sometimes i feel like i need to be given a bigger picture about where it's set what, what what's going on in the time mm -hmm. um but with this i think it's like ever present and you don't you don't need any of that because you're so focused on the the four um men and uh, how they think i like um, that too i think um it can be a distraction yeah. you know, when it's set and i think um i would go as far as saying that you can be less sympathetic to people um when it's set in the modern day yeah. because you can kind of um you kind of know everyday luxuries that we have and you kind of think yeah you know it's 2022 or, yeah like gone. but that's not that's not true mm. at all um and also these issues have always been mm. prevalent you know in women in victorian yeah. years they they were having hysteria mm -hmm. it was yeah. depression but they didn't know they didn't treat it the way no. we do today no. um but the what was going on in the mind has always yeah, been the same absolutely. and that's that's what the focus should I was, be i also think it's so easy these days like the cure which is, is obviously like a massive privilege as well but to be like i'll just get some therapy it's like exactly it's like, yeah, yeah i mean sure and we are very lucky that we do have mo mo most of us have access to that you know but like just put, bringing it back to the book like i think it would have been a bit disappointing if it jude got he refuses therapy actually um and he's in such position, like he's like a high-flying lawyer, but he refuses therapy. He's in a position where he can get like the best, the best therapist or go on some kind of retreat or something. But, you know, he doesn't. And also he just gets worse. And I like, I like the realism of that as well. Like it, he, he's not like fixed that. by his therapy or going to hospital and then sewing no. up, you know, he's not fixed by that. He has to keep allow, he, he allows himself to be constantly, constantly abused um which i think again is what is is true and what happens because you just don't have any kind of opinion of yourself um mm -hmm. and it's it's a weird thing to say like <laughs> you like i liked that but it's more more just i would i say i'd be uh, yeah i'd be disappointed if it was he was fixed he was fixed by the end and mm -hmm. he went on holiday you know it was just like actually i don't want that from this and I don't want it to be romanticised. Like abuse isn't something that you ever get over, and it shouldn't be like all tied up in a in a neat bow, you know. Um. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Therapy is not some catch-all thing that is going to necessarily cure you. Like I'm not saying that talking about things isn't massively helpful because it is. Um, but you could you could never meet the right therapist. You might not even be able to afford it. You know, money is a big barrier there. It's expensive. Um, so, yeah, again, I like th this book sounds very good. I'm definitely going to read it. You should read it. I put, put some put some time aside, though, I would. Yeah, maybe if I'm going for a particularly. <laughs> 
If I'm having, you know, an especially happy time, then maybe I'll read it. Just, just bring you back down to earth. Yeah. Yeah. I, you can't be too happy for too long because it's always That's a worry. Really, yeah. Don't trust happy people. <laughs> I don't know where I heard that. But, no. Um, it's actually it's quite profound. Oh, yeah. I'd encourage most people to read it. But um, I think mm-hmm. I think it's just a great challenging book for anyone to read, and I and yeah, I would just say it, it in, encourages and opens you up to um, a world of of endurance, pain, and perseverance of abuse. It's not solely about abuse, but I think it's a very important read. All right, final question then. How many times have you read the book? Once. Will you read it again? Just once. Um, I probably will read it again. I'll probably read it. It, it is. When you're having a happy yeah. spell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just got engaged. Yeah. <laughs> Get yourself back in the dirt. Um, yeah. When, no, I'll probably read it years in a few years in a, quite a few years i don't know i'll read it again for sure because i don't think you you can ever emulate like when you, you know when you first read a book and you're finding out and and that excitement i don't know just like the first time you read a book is such an experience in itself and i think i'd i'd love to be able to have that again but you're never going to so i think leaving it for a while anyway is good with any book i don't know um Mm -hmm. well thank you so much for everything you've been amazing no thank you i've really enjoyed it i felt like it was a really nice nice it's a really lovely chat about a really important book subject matter and it's just nice to talk about books and books are so important Oh my God, they are the most important thing. Absolutely. Well, maybe not the most, but you're welcome to come back soon. I know you will. I will. Yeah. Does anyone ever ask you what your favourite book is or am I not allowed to do that? Uh, no, no Can one's I asked ask? me. Um, I won't answer though. No, you can't actually. Can I come back and do these questions um, on you? Absolutely. We'll Jeez, do man. that. Um, I would like yeah. to do that. And you're the only person that could. So we will get that in place. <laughs> anyway our time our time is up sadly um i don't want to end it thank you so much for opening up mm. to me like this and for giving us a glimpse into your thought process it's been it's been lovely to listen to and i'm very grateful oh, to you i'm very grateful for you to have me on as your first guest it's quite um who else would i have literally anyone is available to take your call. Please leave a message after the tone. Where were we? Are we going to edit that out? <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Can we edit that out, please? <laughs> Can we edit out the last 20 seconds? 28, thank you, and you won't let me forget it, so, yeah.